The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. From the halls of assembly, you'll hear us scream and shout. Our love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hello, Ward. Hello, Eric. How you doing today? I'm pretty good. feel pretty relaxed. Uh, got to the gym. You know, to start off the week in the gym, I think you're just setting yourself up for a good week. Like you, sitting there smoking a cigar, you're setting yourself up for a good week. This is number three of the day. Wow, you what? What's did you get a late start? Yeah, why, yeah, why, why slow start. Three? Just I just trying to ramp up. Just trying to ramp up. Uh, before we get started, as always, we are powered by communitycars.com. Sponsor of the pod, who's Communitycars.com. The song gets stuck in my head. The jingle's in my head. I find myself humming it when I'm in the shower, when I'm on the toilet, when I'm in the car. When I'm making sweet love to my woman. What? What am I doing? God, I just got nauseous less than a minute into our broadcast. You got to remove that. I don't think I can put that in there. Never. (laughs) God. Uh, That is just awful that I said that. Like my palms are sweaty. I'm so embarrassed for you and grossed out for me. Yeah, it's it's just bad all around. Uh, Communitycars.com. How you think they're happy about me making that comment right after their jingle? I mean, look, they know what they were getting into. They, th- there's no surprises here. I even think they would think, you know, he'll never do something like that. <laughs> well, when we say they, I think we're really just thinking Evan, because one has to assume that nobody else, and maybe not even Evan, actually listens to the show. All right. Well, let's hope some do. Let's hope some do. <laughs> Uh, communitycars.com. Is it car buying season? I feel like it is. 365 days a year is car buying season. And if you're going to buy a car, there's only one place to buy the car from. And I don't care where you're listening to this show from. 
As I don't care if you're in Bloomington, Indianapolis, Fort Wayne, Evansville, St. Louis, Chicago, Peru, Los Angeles, Long Island. Doesn't matter. I mean, Continental 48, right? We established this. We we, we, need to, we never got confirmation on the Continental part. We need to find out, like, can they go transcontinental with their vehicles? Because, look, yeah. we have an international audience. We have at least one person in Tokyo who listens to this. It's very true. Uh, and the great part is any way you want to buy a car, they'll hook you up. You want to do it by phone? I wanted to use the phrase by hook or by crook, but that would not be a good phrase to use here. And it wouldn't also mean what I wanted it to mean. It's a great phrase, but no, don't use it right now. Yeah, by hook or by crook means like go ahead and be a criminal to get something done. Right. Okay. That's not what Community Cars does. They just do it by phone, in person, on the internet, any way you want to slice it, any way you want to shave the cat, they'll do it. No, no. What's amazing was if they're watching the video at home, you were so mortified by that riff or whatever it was, you actually disappeared from Zoom. It just vanished you. Uh, Oh, no. Yeah, trying. Uh, We love community cars. They're a big part of the IU community. They've been part of the IU community for a long time, part of the Bloomington community. Uh, Evan and his dad, who have been running the business for many, many years, huge supporters of IU athletics, huge supporters of NIL. And uh, just great people, a great, a great company that treats you the right way, treats customers with dignity, which is important. I mean, I went to Popeye's over the weekend and was treated like an asshole. That's what I'll say. <laughs> when you go to Popeye's, there's a good chance you are an asshole. And I'm speaking as a guy who goes to Popeye's all the time and yeah, is an asshole. Yeah, but, but Popeye's is wonderful. I left nothing for you there. Yeah, but it's it's not good for you. I guess that's when I go and I eat Popeyes. I love that I'm eating the Popeyes, but I don't feel great about myself afterwards. Right. Oh no, I get that. Yeah, it doesn't sit light. <laughs> no. <laughs> Unlike a conversation with community cars, which is just easy on the conscience. <sighs> well, this is rough. This has been a rough start. They can't all be winners. No, they can't. Communitycars.com, get your car needs taken care of. All right, let's get to the big news that is breaking this morning as we record this on Monday, midday, and that is the return of an IU legend back to Indiana. The prodigal son returns. He does from Germany. Yeah, yeah, mein Freund. Sehr gut, yeah. (laughs) Yes. The news, of course, is that Jordan Hulls is returning to Bloomington, Indiana, to join Mike Woodson's staff as director of recruiting, filling the hole that Brian Walsh left as Brian went on to become, of course, promoted into the assistant coach spot. This is ostensibly Jordy hanging up his basketball career, which has been a very successful professional basketball career for the last decade. Playing career. Playing career. Yeah, that's what I mean. His playing career, wrapping that up, which actually makes me a little sad because I loved like seeing the clips of Jordy that you would see on social media, filling it up. The stats that he like, I think over the last two seasons, he shot 79% from three pointer. No, that's inaccurate. Is it? Yeah, that's inaccurate. It was like, okay, like more like low seventies, but still really good. Yeah. Again, just grossly inaccurate, but, but sure. I mean, if you're rounding up, He's close to that. If you're rounding to your nearest 79%, that's where he's at. Yeah, really good. Really good. Made us proud. 
But look, you and I have gotten to know Jordy a little bit. We had him on the podcast, one of our early guests, I, I think, on the show. He was one we, of the few few people actually stopped to talk to us in French Lick. Yes. And he's just such a good dude. I mean, we had him on another episode where we did a reunion of sorts with that 2012-13 team. Mm-hmm. He's just he is just full of positive energy, full of light. Um He's preppy in like the best possible way. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's got good, good hair flow like you. Really Mm -hmm. good flow. Yep. Mad respect for his hair game. Can you hear the helicopter? No, you're good. You can't? Nope. Wow. That's amazing. So he's joining the staff. Look, this is awesome. I mean, it's just so awesome. And I think, you know, like what Brian Walsh did when Brian Walsh was in that role, And let's be clear, Brian Walsh had a lot more experience in the college basketball recruiting world and the inner workings of how a staff operates than Jordy does. For sure. But but Brian Walsh's focus was on the Midwest. It was on, you know, he had a lot of ties to Ohio, but he was focused on Indiana as well. And you got to think that's where Jordy's focus is going to be. It is going to be on the Midwest. It's going to be in Indiana where he is a legend. He is a high school and AAU legend. And not only the legendary status, but also, you know, he's been coming back in the offseason and he's been training kids. He's been working up kids. He's been a part of the youth community uh, in Bloomington, I think up in Indianapolis. He's had some action up there, but he's certainly connected to all those places. And when whatever experience or knowledge he lacks, obviously Brian Walsh and other people who have been around the program and been around the state, they're all going to bend over backwards to catch him up to speed. And then what do you have? You have not only this legend, you have not only like a great player uh, from not only his IU playing days, from his professional playing days, but you have a leader, right? Like that was such a big part of Jordy coming to IU and the Korean era was here. We've got this leader, this guy and- and another word just to throw out, because I know it's something you're a big fan of, a winner. A winner. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's it. It's a, it's a mentality. It's a belief. It's a confidence. And that he's bringing all that back, you know, and that it's just one more person who can talk to these players about what it's like to play for Indiana University when you're the number one college basketball team in the country because he was a part of the last time we were just that. And what it's like to be a professional basketball player for a decade. Yeah. You know, like he made money. He made a living. He His livelihood was playing basketball for the last decade, and he did really well. He played at some very high-level international basketball and most recently his team made it to the final four of the i believe it's called the champions league in europe which is a big deal like Mm -hmm. that is a a really high-end league and there's so many leagues internationally but as he is talking to kids you know who who want to play professional basketball he's bringing that level of professionalism to it like you want to be a professional basketball player let me tell you what it takes to take care of your body to work on your skill how much work you have to put in the gym this is not just fun AAU ball anymore. Like, this is a real deal. And like you said, let me tell you the work it takes to go from the lowest of low in college basketball, which he joined Indiana at that time. True. To close to the highest of high, the number one seed and a number one seed and the number one team in the country, Sweet 16 team, and a team that was picked by many to win the championship that like, that year. Let me tell you how, what it takes to get there. And then let me tell you what it takes to be a professional at this 
for 10 years. It is um it's it is, just an exciting hire. It is unfortunate that he cannot, because of that position, actually help these kids with their shooting. But I think just walking past Jordy in the hallway is going to have a positive effect on your shooting. Just knowing there's a guy roaming the offices that shot 79% from three-point land as a professional, that's just got to infect you somehow in a good way. I, I agree. Through osmosis, we will become better shooters. Yes. Uh, really exciting. And I just love the idea of Jordy making a call to an AAU program in the state of Indiana, like Indiana Elite, the team he played for, mm-hmm. or Spees, the team he competed against, who clearly has a tremendous amount of respect for him, or calling high school coaches who clearly remember and know, not even remember, know Jordy and know what he's about. It's awesome. Jordy and his family are so well-regarded and, and well-respected in the state of Indiana. This really could have an impact over time on helping us regain that foothold in the state that, that we haven't had much of. So um, exciting, really, really exciting. And then, and then the other announcement was the guy who has basically taken care of us every time we've gone back to Indiana and tried to sneak into Cook Hall, Steve, who's who's been manning the front desk he is now the director of operations that's amazing filling filling benny sanders role so awesome really happy for both these guys hopefully we'll get jordy back on the show soon to talk about it and i think you know it shows something with any program both with players with staff there's turnover um but when you see uh, this kind of promotion from within I think it's a really good sign of like you reward your own. Those who really like put in the work and do good work. All right, great. Let's look for opportunities for you to grow here or to bring somebody like Jordy back who, you know, clearly when it comes to what he wants to do in the behind the scenes, eventually coaching realm of college basketball, I'm sure the sky's the limit. And it's just fun to see whether it's Bloomington kids you know, like Anthony Leal on the team or Jordy now on the staff or somebody like Steve who was just grinding it out behind the scenes, you know, get these opportunities. It's it's fun to see Woodson keeping it in the family. Yep. Steven Spence, official title, director of basketball operations. Jordy Hulls, official title, team and recruiting coordinator. All right. Good the stuff. next piece of news. It was reported Trace did get an invite to the NBA Combines. Mm-hmm. No surprise he, there. No surprise there. And I'm happy for him. He should. You know, I mean, look, I want Trace back because I think our team yeah. can be special. Yeah, it but, was like, I'm happy for him. He should. But, <laughs> but right away. I am happy for him because it's good for Indiana if kids make the NBA. You know, ultimately, if, if, if you matriculate through Indiana and make it to the NBA, that's good for Indiana University. I do hope he comes back because we need him. But um, that seems to be, I think the combines extend through like May 23rd, something like that. And then he's got a decision to make because June 1st is the deadline to pull out and, and still be able to come back to school. So we'll see what happens. You know, we're three, three weeks away from like a decision probably on that. I believe he's doing workouts right now for NBA teams and we'll see how it goes. But, man, it's hard to not get excited about what this team could be next year with Trace, Race coming back, Malik, Jalen, Xavier playing the way he did at the end of the year, Jordan Geronimo scratching the surface on his potential, Tamar Bates taking a leap. Like, it's just hard to keep it at bay. 
Yeah, and look, any Indiana fan that's a real Indiana fan wants Trace to succeed in the NBA. Not just make it to the NBA, to succeed. But I would also guess we all want him to do that one year from now. Because, look, he's going to make some money this year. Like, he already has with Hoosiers for good. He potentially can get more NIL deals that arguably as good or better than a G League contract or a two-way contract or 10 days or whatever different contracts he might get fighting for a roster spot over the course of a season. So why not be in Bloomington, make that money through the NIL, and truly bring Indiana back to national prominence? Not just like, oh, edging into the NCAA and and winning a first four game. No, like Trace, you have helped us scrape and claw uh, our way back to this point. Get us back to being a top 15 team because without him, you know, I'm not saying by the end of this season without him, Malik couldn't kind of find his way and and race maybe playing five and maybe Logan starts getting some run and you know Jordy wants to play the three but maybe he's got to play some four like I believe Woody would figure it out but if Trace is there I just feel like well now we're gonna be a team to be reckoned with if Trace is back I feel like on any given night we'd be able to beat any team in the country and I do believe if Trace comes back we are going to defeat Kansas in Lawrence. I do believe we are going to dethrone the champs. I'm putting it out there now. Believe it with me, folks. We're going to do this together. And what about that leads perfectly into the next piece of news that came out in the last week. We're also playing Arizona in Vegas. Yes. Yes. I think, I think we can so win that exciting. too, but I just like, I love the idea of dethroning the champs. And if we need a warm up by beating down on the Wildcats, great. I'm here for that too. And let's not forget, we also have the ACC Big Ten Challenge, which will likely be a home game for Indiana this year because we went to Syracuse last year. Look, man, is it possible they give us North Carolina? Like you're looking for marquee matchups. Indiana, if Trace comes back, is probably a top 15, top 20 team. North Carolina is going to be preseason number one or two. Yeah. Can you imagine if Indiana plays Arizona, North Carolina, and Kansas all in the non-conference. And by the way, all of those games, I believe, would be in December. Yeah, like, like oh, it's like two or three weeks. It's like three weekends in a row, three weeks in a row. Look, it's what we we bitched about last year is that we didn't have those marquee games. And they've clearly uh, done what they could do in putting two major ones on the schedule. I wish the Arizona one was a multi-year deal. It's only a one-off, but it clearly shows Last year was the aberration. Now we want to play big time games. That's who we are. Getting out of the Crossroads Classic allows for us to make these games. And I, I think everybody is happy to see Arizona in Vegas on the schedule. I, I can't wait. I mean, th these are going to be fun, fun, fun games. Um, I will say the people who aren't happy, I know of at least a couple of them who are Indiana fans, close friends of mine, and have real problems with gambling. <laughs> Fair enough. Although, let's be fair, those people are going to have major life problems, whether or not Indiana plays in Vegas or not. It's true. It's true. This will just exasperate that that issue for, for a week. Exacerbate. Exacerbate? Yeah, not exasperate, which, which is not a word. That out. I'll cut that out. No, you can't cut that out. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> exacerbate. I nailed it. You want to say it cleanly so you can do it? No, I'm not going to cut it out. It's way better just to hear. Oh, okay. 
Um, Exacerbate. So, by the way, my dad, my dad crushed me for the Woody interview. He goes, son, it's commensurate, not commiserate. <laughs> I'm like, all right, dad, I'm sorry. I screwed up. I, I apologize. Don't beat me. <laughs> not again a- Papa. again yeah <laughs> Jeez. horrible um so i want to go back to the trace thing because i saw in the message boards people were asking like what kind of money can you make could trace make it indiana and nil look i think it's very reasonable to think the trace if he came back could make around half a million dollars in nil money i don't think that is um out of bounds at all i don't even think it's a reach um there's you know trace had several really good deals last year that probably got him well into six figures. And as the NIL market matures, there's going to be more opportunity. And Trace is one of the biggest stars in the game right now, returning. So mm-hmm. I think there's real um, opportunity for him. And I do want to talk a little bit about NIL. We just got breaking news. Breaking news right here on the show. Let's provide a little context about what's been going on in NIL before we get into it. Clearly, the Nigel Pack deal that happened in Miami the word then that the agent for Nigel Pack also represented another player on Miami who was trying to basically extort Miami out of more money to keep a player. It all caused an explosion in the world of NIL. Of course, of course it came out of Miami. Right. Of course. Um, Which caused meetings to be held in Arizona last week where various representatives of different schools came together and wanted to come up with new guidelines, quote unquote, new guidelines for NIL. And there was a lot of talk about coming after boosters and collectives. So we got our hands on the brand new guidance right here. You even printed it out. Look at you. I did. I printed out, read through it, even talked to some IU folks to make sure we were all reading it the same way. I thought it would be good to talk for me to read some of this that pertains to us. Pretend like I'm an idiot and I have no idea what is on that paper and just give it to me. Explain it to me like I'm five. So the first thing they did was they said way back when in July, we came up with an interim NIL policy. We think that we have to abide by that interim NIL policy, but it's also a good time to review what's happened and to clarify things that maybe weren't clear before. So the first thing they try to do is to define what it means to be a booster. And here is what they say. A booster is, in part, defined as an individual, independent agency, corporate entity, for example, apparel or equipment manufacturer, or other organization who is known or who should have been known by a member of the institution's executive or athletics administration to have participated in or to be a member of an agency or organization promoting the institution's intercollegiate athletics program or to assist or to have assisted in providing benefits to enrolled student athletes or their family members. So basically a booster is someone who supports a program's, a college's intercollegiate athletics. You and I are boosters. So are almost every single person who's ever listened to this podcast Mm -hmm. who's ever tweeted something in support of indiana it doesn't really matter if you've given a dollar to indiana that that is not the definition of a booster it's somebody who can be identified as someone who supports a specific institution so we are clearly boosters it's a broad umbrella and we are beneath it 
right. So they then go on to say, with this in mind, NCAA rules related to the involvement of boosters in recruiting activities remain relevant to the interim NIL policy. What they're saying is there are rules for what boosters can do when it comes to recruiting. Those exist whether there's NIL or not, and they want to remind everybody they still apply to this world of NIL. Got it. So here is the new guidance. Recruiting conversations between an individual or entity that has triggered booster status and a prospective student athlete are not permissible. Bottom line, boosters can't call and try to recruit somebody and try to get their enrollment at Indiana. Great. Check the box. We don't do that. Right. And this is, again, that's been the rule forever before NIL. That's exactly right. It's been a rule before NIL. It's still a rule within NIL. An NIL agreement between a student athlete and a booster slash NIL entity may not be guaranteed or promised contingent on initial or continuing enrollment at a particular institution. This again, we have known this from the beginning. These cannot be inducements. So you cannot say to a player, you only get this NIL deal if you stay at Indiana or if you play at Indiana. You have to make an NIL deal with a student athlete independent of whatever happens on the field of play. Okay. NIL agreements must be based on an independent case-by-case analysis of the value that each athlete brings to an NIL agreement as opposed to providing compensation or incentives for enrollment decisions. For example, signing a letter of intent or transferring, athletic performance, points scored, minutes played, winning a contest, achievement, starting position, winning an award, or membership on a team. Again, this is now saying the NIL deal has to be only contingent on you making an NIL deal with an athlete who provides a service for you independent of anything that they're doing on the athletic field and independent of them choosing to play at Indiana or continuing to play at Indiana or any member institution. Again, check the box. HHNIL.com, totally clear. When we have made NIL deals, they are just for the services that somebody has provided for us, like the Fan Fest, when we made those deals, or when they have promoted Hoosier Hysterics brand totally within the rules here. Um, Athletic department staff members are prohibited from representing a prospective student athlete or enrolled student athlete in marketing their athletics ability or reputation. Basically saying Indiana cannot put up a player and go represent them in NIL deals. Right. Before a prospective student athlete signs a national letter of intent or written offer of admission and or financial aid, or before the institution receives a financial deposit, an institution may comment publicly only to the extent of confirming its recruitment of the prospective student athlete. This goes back to why when we've had coaches on before a letter of intent is signed, they cannot talk about it. They can't talk about it. By the way, was every single person involved with these meetings a lawyer or just most of them? I got to be most of well, the people who wrote it are lawyers for sure. Boy. Bo- boosters may not engage in recruiting activities, including recruiting conversations on behalf of a school. Again, nothing to do with NIL. Recruiting is defined as any solicitation of a prospective student athlete or prospective student athletes, family members by an institutional staff member or by a booster for the purpose of securing the prospective student athletes enrollment and ultimate participation in the institution's intercollegiate athletics program. 
Makes sense. That's what recruiting is. You call somebody and say, I'd really like you to come to Indiana. We don't do that. Again, we didn't do that as boosters. Okay. So that again is a rule that has nothing to do with NIL. Uh, and then it, a couple more rules about boosters may not be involved in making arrangements or giving or giving or offering to give any financial aid to a prospective student athlete. Again, this has nothing to do with NIL. These are just, um, these are just renewals of old rules that existed. And in the end, it says institutions are held responsible for any per impermissible recruiting activities engaged in by a representative or of athletics interest. That is the extent. There's a bunch of stuff that I didn't read, but I didn't skip over any of the rules. That is the extent of the new guidance, which is to say it is the old guidance. It is absolutely a restating of everything that was in place that people took advantage of. We did not. HHNIL.com, we did everything by the book. We made no deal with any athlete contingent on their staying at Indiana or their performance at Indiana. We made no deal with any student athlete before they were a student athlete at Indiana, and we will continue to play by the rules. Now, once they are eligible, we will aggressively pursue deals with certain and with certain student athletes, but we're going to do it within the guidance. We're going to do it within the rules. We always have. We always will. Your money that you have already contributed to Hoosier Hysterics Collective, every penny of it will continue to go to student athletes at Indiana within the guidelines, within the rules. And we are imploring you if you have not given yet, or if you would like to give and have been waiting for this to kind of shake out more, go read the guidance for yourself and understand we are playing within the rules. We are confirming with Indiana compliance and our lawyers to make sure we're within the rules. And Indiana is very happy with where the NIL activities sit for Indiana University. They are, nothing needs to change course for us. Game on. In other words, game on. Game on. The same game we've been playing since we launched the first of its kind collective last summer. And you know what? We've come up with interesting and creative ways to continue it. And we're doing something interesting next week, Ward. We certainly are. Would you like to tell the people about it? Absolutely. For 20 lucky and generous supporters of Indiana University basketball, and, and those of you who want to support NIL activities, we are going to do an exclusive, intimate 20-person Zoom session with none other than former Big Ten Player of the Year, All-American Jared Jeffries, and one of the greatest fan favorites to ever lace him up at Indiana, A.J. Moye. And, 20 and the two first ever guests on the hysterics. That's right. They are going to do at least an hour with 20 people, 20 supporters of Indiana University basketball who are willing to make the generous contribution of $500. For $500, it all goes to the NIL collective. We will moderate the conversation, but you get to come on a Zoom privately with Jared and with AJ. Ask anything and everything you want to ask. We're not doing the interviewing. We're just moderating it. But $500 gets you in one of the 20. We're going to limit it uh, to just 20 to make sure that it is an intimate and rewarding experience for those fans. And no, you get this great experience and you're helping NIL. We couldn't and, be more excited to do it. And clothing is optional. As always. As always. So uh, that's going to be next Wednesday night, uh, May 18th at 9.15 p.m. Eastern Time. 9.15 p.m. Eastern Time. Jared and AJ are on the West Coast, so it's after the workday. They got kids to deal with. 
That's when we're doing it, 9.15 p.m. The way to get it, go to hhnil.com, make the $500 contribution. I'll have your email. I'll send you an email confirming your spot in it. And if you make the $500 and it's past the 20 person, I'll refund the $500. So don't worry about that. It's win-win because you're getting quality time with two IU legends plus Jeffries and Moye. <laughs> see, I'm saying, see, wow. yeah, I'm saying uh, we're <laughs> legends. Comedy. Oh, but but comedy. the real, the real winner is is you again, dear listener, because that 500 smackaroos is going to ensure that an Indiana University men's basketball player is getting NIL deals deal you know we'll see how we break up your 500 but it's going to go to a player or players that's going to make sure they're feeling the love from indiana university and any other players thinking about coming no that's how we roll we take care of our own you put on that jersey you 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 bust on those candy stripes and you'll be taken care of by the fans because they love you that's exactly right so hhnil.com Really appreciate your support. We hope we can get you guys to sign up for this 20-person exclusive Zoom session. We're going to do these sporadically and regularly. Uh, It's going to be fun, really fun conversation. Nothing off limits. Ask whatever you want. I know you've got questions that have been burning in your mind for 20-plus years with these guys. It's going to be fun to do that. HHNIL.com. The new guidance is simply the guidance we've been living by since we launched the collective. We're going to continue to live by it. We're going to do it the right way. We're going to be aggressive and we're going to make sure your money goes to the right place. So thank you. I'm glad the NCAA came up with just a restating of the rules. They are saying that they're, they're telling their enforcement people to really focus on the future. But if there are egregious things that happened in the last many months, they're going to look at those. So Miami, Tennessee, USC, we're looking good at luck you. to you. Talking to you. Yeah, but we're we're all good. We're happy they did this. We're happy that we've been playing by the rules since the beginning. That's it. And now let's move on. Look, Ward, last week we had the honor and privilege and joy of talking to Coach Woody. So fun. Where we got to dive into some of the big moments from last season, like the Purdue game, like the tournament. Um, and also some low points like the Northwestern situation and, and the conversation a little bit about Dane. We talked a little bit about the recruiting, you know, we got to talk about Jalen and Malik and we talked a little bit about trace, but what we didn't get to do is dive into each player that's on the roster now and how they look and what's expected of them and how they could potentially up their game for the next year. And we felt like we really wanted to do that. We we blew it. And there's absolutely no way we could possibly do that now, right? Like, we missed the opportunity. Or did we? Did we? No, we didn't. Because our guest today is uniquely qualified to be able to walk us through the current IU roster, to even talk more about the recruiting situation with the big recruiting victories of Jalen hood Shafino, Malik Renault, and, and look at C.J. Gunn and Caleb Banks in a way that I don't think we've we've looked at them before. But we get to do that red meat IU, give us the off-season content that we need with this gentleman who's become a friend of the show, and we just love him. So let's get to it. Friend of the show, hero of the program. Here comes our guest. Here comes our guest. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. He's back. He's back. Everybody's favorite 
um, I don't know. I don't want to say favorite assistant coach because there's two other assistant coaches and we'll offend them. Yeah. But this is our favorite assistant coach on the podcast today. <laughs> that's, that's a fair good. way to put it. That, that's he a is. fair way to put it. You covered that very well, Ward. <laughs> he is the sultan of Spice Bomb. He is royalty of recruiting. He is the only Coach K in our hearts. Please welcome our good friend, Kenya Hunter. Oh, man. Ward. Love you guys. What's, What's up, going man? on? It's we, a we Friday. Need, Graduation. We come up with something with Hunter of Recruits. I wanted to say he's our favorite Hunter of Recruits, but then I was like, oh, I'm going to give away his name, and, and that's your job. He's the recruit <laughs> hunter. Uh, we, we can do better yeah. than that. Yeah, I can do better than that. Come on. All right. Well, let's first get into the most two. I have two things that we need to hit from the beginning. Number one, you look great for a 50 year old. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday. You recently celebrated a birthday. It's a big one. It, it, it was. Neither Ward and I are anywhere close to 50. No, so just how does no. it feel to be on the other side of the hill now? Well, I'm, I'm still waiting on my AARP card. So uh, <laughs> they said it's coming soon, very soon. So uh, I'm not looking forward to that. But hey, I'm 50. But uh, I'm not going to, you know, I don't look it. Hopefully, you know, I don't know, feel it. So um, I'm just going to go day by day like I've been doing. So but I'm excited, man. This is a big time in my life and, um, you know, excited to see what, you know, the future holds for my journey. So it's been well, a good we, wait, wait, I got to hit the second part. I got to hit the second part here, Ward, oh, before yeah. you go on. <laughs> sure. um, the second part before we get into everything we need to talk about is, and this is really important because mm. we did just last week talk to coach Woodson and he was on the show. Did he and make here's fun of the, well, I wouldn't say making fun of you, but yeah. does he know what your first name is? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think he knows what anyone's first name is in the office. So I think he just makes up names just because it's Coach Woodson. I don't know. Have don't. you ever corrected him? Have you ever gone, no, Ke Coach, my name is not Kenyon. I'm Kenya. Not not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> not worth it to correct him. Okay. Uh, because I'm could, I'm, I'm double. Offer. I'm actually double one and Coach Jai is double two. So oh, I'm the God. big double or the little devil. So, you know, we, we have so many nicknames from Coach Woodson. It's crazy, but uh, it's all good. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's all crazy in there, but shit's getting done. Like, you know, as you're in the spring here heading towards the summer, um, like let's set aside the St. Mary's game. Cause who cares? Like everything that happened up to that was yeah. the most fun Indiana fans have had in a long time, starting yeah. with what happened at halftime of the Michigan game moving forward. That was a great run. Do you guys, are you feeling that? Is that energy, that vibe, you know, and obviously we've got some new guys showing up next year. Um, since then, what's it feel like in there? Uh, it feels good. Um, but, I think, you know, uh, we kind of tried to set the tone, especially because Ja uh, with the spring workouts is not being content um, and continuing to work. Um, 
and continue to build the culture that we want Indiana basketball to be and bringing that back um, because that was lost for uh, a while. And um, the taste should help, um, but the desire to continue to get better, uh, that's what we got to continue to chase. And with the new guys coming in, it has to be a standard of how we work on a daily basis. So I, I think the message, the tone was set in the spring. We had three weeks to work out with our guys, and we kind of tried to set the tone there where uh, we still got a lot of work to do and got to get better because we want Indiana basketball to compete for Big Ten championships and NCAA championships. So um, we have to set the tone now uh, to make that happen. All right, before we get into kind of going through what you've seen in spring, I do want to talk about the big recruiting news that you played a major role in, which is, of course, getting Malik Renault to commit to Indiana. And we can talk about him because he has signed his, his papers. Yeah. Um, can you just walk us through how quickly that whole thing went, your role in it, and how how looking back on the last three, four weeks, how you feel like you were able to get that done with coach Woody and coach on the whole team. Just yeah. walk us through that journey. Well, uh, the biggest thing is uh, that happened was we recruited him the first time around. Um, so when everything happened with, you know, the coaching moving to Georgia, Mike white moving to Georgia and then him opening up his recruitment, it was kind of easy uh, to uh, re-engage and, and start the process, you know, over again. But it, I can't take the credit for re recruiting Malik. You know, uh, the kid, Jalen Huchifino, uh, obviously he was the first one to say, hey, we you guys need to call Malik and get in right away. He's built an unbelievable relationship with Malik uh, the last two years he's been in Mount Verde. And that's kind of how the ball, ball started to roll uh, in the process of recruiting them the second time. And we just capitalized on, you know, just talking with his family and, you know, his, his uh, supporting, uh, supportive people that were in place with his AAU coach and things like that. And, you know, Coach Woodson, as always, uh, you know, on that first phone call to Malik and, and his family, did a heck of a job. And then it was just, to, you know, convincing them to come visit. Um, and then once that happened, uh, the kid and his family fell in love with it. What do you expect from him on the court in his first year? Um, you know, it, it's hard to say. I, I think, you know, talent wise, we've upgraded the talent with all four guys that we're bringing in. And that was one thing that we had to address. We needed more talent. Um, so um, I think all our guys, you know, coming in as freshmen uh, will bring something different to the table. But with Malik is, is uh, you know, as a competitive spirit about him, he plays hard, um, you know, uh, his versatility of being able not just to play inside, but on the perimeter as well. That's the intriguing part about his game. He has so much room to continue to get better. Um, but the talent is there where he can make plays that, quite frankly, some of our guys couldn't make. And so I, I just think that, you know, once he's able to get acclimated to how we, you know, do things here, I think, you know, 
his progression should be pretty good. When you had Malik on that visit, and we all know that Jalen Hood Shafino was on that was on that visit as well, mm. tagging along with his best buddy. Were you nervous during that visit? Like, do you get nervous? Like, oh, everything's got to go right? Or did you feel like you had this thing locked in the second he got on campus? No, definitely not that. And it, it is a nervous feeling because, you know, kind of like you want Malik to feel like it's his visit alone uh, with his family. So bringing someone else, you know, although they were teammates, is just like it, I thought it was Malik's time, you know, but uh, you know, uh, Jalen and them, him and his family, they just hung out and did what they did while we went through the whole presentation uh, with Malik and his family. Uh, and then, you know, uh, we went to dinner one night, uh, which I think everything fell in place and clicked, right? Um, and so uh, I, I just think that it all just, if it, it, it came to, you know, flourishing where everything worked, as one. And, um, you know, once he got a chance to get around our guys as well, I think that was the important part. Uh, Race and, and, and actually Xavier uh, were guys that, you know, were a part of the visit as well and hung out with them and took those guys out. And so it was actually a big time thing. And, and I think he enjoyed himself and saw himself fitting in with the group of guys that we have already. Let's just be clear that when Race and Xavier took him out that uh, race did the driving <laughs> oh, that, that is, oh, <laughs> I, i'm not even gonna comment on that <laughs> that 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 was uh definitely the case i can tell you that okay right? um, look, Jalen. <laughs> i think it was a walking party I think okay that's good good that makes yeah. sense Jalen. Yeah. As a point guard, you you know what you want your point guard to do is get other guys involved. So yes. he he got involved Malik with, with and Malik with Indiana University. So that's a real good start for Jalen. I I just don't first know first assist. We, we, it's a big assist too. It's big. a big, big assist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First, that, first great assist great of his assist. Indiana career. Yeah, I'm sure um, there's many more to come. Yeah. And yeah. and just to talk on that while we're we're talking about the new guys coming in, guys you haven't got to see you know, mm-hmm. in the candy stripes yet, but you're mm-hmm. looking forward to here this summer. What do you expect from Jalen in his first year? You know, we've got X there, obviously. Um, can we look forward to maybe seeing both of them out there somewhat? What are you expecting from him year one? Yeah, I just, you know, his maturity level for a high school kid uh, is is above and beyond. I talked to a couple people uh, already um, that has said that he's, well beyond his years as far as his maturity level Um, and the the way he works, you know, when you're a worker, um, you know, I think that translates to, you know, your game continuing to progress. And I I think it started, you know, I can remember the times that we've talked when he was just a junior and he was coming off the bench in Mount Verde um, and the conversations that we were having of, you know, him continuing to get better and get more confidence. Um, and it, it was like night and day coming into his senior year. But I think it was also he was empowered at Montverde to be the leader and the captain and, and orchestrate everything uh, in their run. And, you know, the thing that I like is that we're recruiting winners. Um, that That's a big part of changing the culture as well is because, those guys know what it takes to win. 
and being a part of a, a program because sometimes, you know, it's not going to be your night and you got to still be supportive of your teammates and understand the bigger picture. And I think both of those guys have had their good and bad moments throughout the year. Um, but the end goal is what is more important. And then the end goal is winning a championship. And for them, they did that. And so I think they're bringing that kind of pedigree here to Indiana, which is going to help. And, and so that's what I'm excited about. And, you know, even Caleb Banks and, and CJ, uh, to their, their, those, those are talented guys. I just think them finding their way um, and understanding how we work, I think those two guys as well are going to bring uh, value to our team. And overall, what I'm excited about is I just think our practice environment is going to be so much better. And that's when you compete for championships, when um, any given day there's one guy that you're like, wow, uh, look, at, look what happened there. And when you have practices like that that are competitive uh, and there's no days off uh, and you're competing with one another, uh, that, that's when you can have something special happen. So that's what I'm excited about. We ran into Miller Cop when we were back in Bloomington, and he mm -hmm. was saying that that they have all kind of talked about looking forward to that time in the summer when everybody is back. Yes. And he's like, that yes. first day of practice, he's like, it's going to be a war. I mean, he just, <laughs> I think they all see that, like, the talent has increased. Mm -hmm. More guys are coming in. Everybody now knows how you guys want to work. Yeah. Um, you've talked a lot about wanting the new guys to see how you work and upping that standard. Who yeah. are the guys on the current team? And granted, Trace is in California right now, getting, you know, going through the NBA process. So we won't really yeah. focus on that right now. But mm -hmm. who are the guys that you see as the leaders that are like setting the standard for this is how we work here? Are there a couple guys who really take the lead in that? To be quite honest, uh, Race Thompson, who I'm elated about him coming back. Um, you know, he hasn't missed a day, you know, even when we stopped working with our guys um, last week, uh, he hasn't missed a day of being in the gym and working on his game and getting shots up. It's something that he knows he has to improve on. Uh, it's something um, that he knows uh, if he uh, can take it up a notch in that category of, you know, being comfortable with shooting a three, making a three, it's going to elevate his game and it's going to elevate our team to another level as well. Um, and so I know he's worked. Um, a lot of our guys have been in the gym uh, consistently this spring. Like I said, our workouts were uh, at a different level where, you know, guys were, were doing some competition, but a lot of shooting as well and, and ball handling and things like that. But um, I think all our guys have, have gotten to a point where they know, uh, Coach Ja, he stays on them. We're in a group chat, and uh, I love it. I just, I just look at the thread going down, and you know, um, he's very honest with our guys and assessing, you know, you know what they need to do and continue to work on. And if they're not in the gym or like Gallo, he needs to stretch every day, and you know, to make sure he, you know, doesn't have those injuries. He's important mm -hmm. to our team and. You know, uh, Gallo has to take it where he has to make sure that he stays on top of his body and and, and changing that and doing the things that is going to help him, you know, put him in position to help our team. Because, you know, we have him for, you know, 
shoot those how many games did he miss 12 games at least yeah, uh, yeah. At least, you know it, it could change you know some of the wins and losses if even this past season so uh, he's a big part of what we're doing moving forward and has to understand you know how he needs to take care of his body um, and so you know those are a couple of guys that I think that you know have have shown you know some progress especially race um, but I, I think all our guys um, have done a great job this spring I think somebody we're all super intrigued by and we started to see some of the potential realized towards the end of the season and tournament time is Jordan Geronimo. What's uh, what's he working on so far? What do you guys want him to focus on between now and when you get back together? Well, one of the things that, you know, coach, you know, talked about with Geronimo after the season is, you know, trying to move him towards the perimeter and playing you know, the three spot. And, you know, to do that is, it's a lot of work. So um, if you, that's what your goals are and you want to, your aspirations to reach that um, you're going to have to work. And it's a, it's a daily progress. Uh, He's, you know, uh, Geronimo, he he did, you know, he had a little injury, you know, at towards the end uh, of the spring workouts, but before like he, um, you know, I think, he has the sky's the limit for him already. Um, but I just think that if he continues to move in the direction that we feel like, you know, um, he can, uh, I think that kid could be special. Now, you got to understand Geronimo really st- still hasn't grasped, like he hasn't played basketball for that long. Right. You know, um, and to if you look at his progression, just, you know, uh, coaching change one year as a freshman he's with a, a coach uh, Miller and then with coach Woodson so the two different styles uh, so now you you he really tried to learn coach Woodson's uh, you know our, how we do things last summer this is the summer where he can make the biggest jump I think because uh, it's a whole summer it's not like we were trying to get uh, stuff implemented defensively to get ready for the Bahamas. This year, it's more of an offensive approach in getting our guys better. And I think with him, I think he's going to continue to to build that ladder, especially shooting the ball and then doing things off the dribble and off the bounce uh, that can continue to elevate his game. So I'm excited about Geronimo. That's that's the thing, you know, about our team is like, okay, you move him up the board and you look at our, our rosters like, oh, sh- you know. Uh, you can say shit. You can yeah. say shit. You can say it. Just let it fly. Yeah. Coach did. Woody yeah. did. Coach did. Yeah, yeah. No. But uh, I, I just think that, you know, um, we were already a good defensive team last year, but you you put that length and athleticism. You think about Shafino and, and X uh, and Scoop. Um, you know, you, you, you got length and you, you have, you know, the ability to switch a lot of different things defensively. You know, our, our thing is, is, is playing at a different pace and, and shooting the ball. We got to shoot the ball. So that's what we're going to spend a lot of time with this summer. You talked a lot about just upgrading the talent overall, which clearly mm-hmm. bringing the four guys in is doing. Right. But you also had some guys there with a lot of talent that were just getting their feet wet. And Scoop is one of them. I mean, yes. Scoop was a five-star talent, mm-hmm. came from a winning program down at IMG in Florida, played yeah. the best competition that high school basketball has to offer. Yeah. And look, just being honest, it was a struggle for yeah. Scoop yeah. this year, both on the court and he dealt with some real hard 
stuff off the court, you know, mm-hmm. lost a close family member, yeah. obviously had a, had a child, which mm-hmm. as somebody who has three, I mean, and, and they have totally like, I mean, I don't know what the hell I'm doing <laughs> right. and it's totally derailed my life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I can't imagine what it would have been right. like when I was 18. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what, what are you seeing from him this off season? Uh, how much of it with him is skill work and how much of it is just get your mind right? I, I think uh, get your mind right is more for him. Um, and I think, you know, the two hardest years of a, a college, uh, a kid going through college, I think is your first year and your last year. Uh, your first year because you don't know what to expect going into your, your, your first year. And, you know, it could be a roller coaster of what your playing time, injuries, you know, and he had a significant amount of other stuff outside of basketball that he was dealing with, like you said, of having a baby and losing family member uh, that was close to him. So uh, that was built up. And then your, your senior year, depending on the team that you have is, you know, you got to adjust to whether your role increases or, you know, you got to fall into the line of, you know, someone that is competing against you. So I, I just think those two years are the two years that, you know, you really go through the most. And I think also your biggest jumps are, you know what to expect going into your second year as a sophomore. You know how to approach the games uh, a little bit differently uh, or workouts a little bit differently. Uh, your time management of everything. And, and for him, I just think that, he's going to have a big jump. I, I really do uh, just because of, I know he's a worker. Uh, it was never about how hard Scoop worked in the gym. He works hard on his game. Uh, I think is putting it all together uh, and having a mentality, really defensively, some of the things that he has to continue to get better at, uh, but also getting the time uh, that he should receive this year uh, feeling confident that he knows he's going to be, you know, a big part of what we're doing on the offensive end as well. So um, I, I think I, I expect big things out of tomorrow. Bates scoop double O uh, five, three this year. Very well. I am wondering in, in terms of the uh, roster as a whole, we're kind of getting a little bit on everybody. One guy who in brief moments, like you saw some skill there, you saw some, some, some possibility there, but it was few and far between Logan. What's that guy up to summer? What is he, is he going to put on some weight? He needs to right now. Uh, he just, <laughs> Logan is down and out right now. Cause I oh. think he has his tonsils out. Oh. Um, so <laughs> that's going to knock him out for about two weeks. But then he um, should be eating ice cream. Yeah, just eat ice cream. Pounds yeah, 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 yeah. So that's good weight. Um, that's good weight but, to put on just tonsil <laughs> ice cream. <milkshake>. Yeah. <laughs> tonsil ice cream. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I think once he, you know, obviously gets over that, and uh, he gets back into the mix. And one of the things that, you know, Coach Woodson addressed with him is obviously changing his body. Uh, he has to do that. Uh, he's talented enough. Uh, he showed flashes throughout practice and, and even some games that he got in uh, sparingly. But uh, I, I think, you know, that's what I'm talking about when I, I say just the competition of practice and the level is going to elevate because he's a guy that wants to play, doesn't want to sit out. 
Um, so I, I just think it's going to raise the level of everyone, you know, in, in, in the gym uh, to be better and, and try to compete at a higher level. So I'm excited about Logan, but he does, you know, he knows uh, the big thing is changing his body uh, and being able to, you know, endure, you know, just the, the banging and the physicality of the Big Ten. Uh, I want to take a quick detour to talk about something off the court because, you know, one of the things that Ward and I have talked about a lot on this podcast is when we get to talk to these guys, both current players and players from the past, this gives us a chance to learn about them as real people and not just a box score, a line in a box score. Right. You were chiefly responsible for bringing in Parker Stewart to Indiana, who went through something that no kid should go through, uh, you know, in losing his father in just a tragic and sudden way and had to sit out the, the semester that he came in for and then was able to play this year. And I think it's fair to say it just didn't work out the way that everybody thought it would. But you had a close relationship with him and the family. And part of the reason he came here was because of that connection. Mm-hmm. How difficult was it for you and, and just that, that personal relationship with him with how tough it was this year for him? And then clearly he, he, you know, he left and, and is going right. back, back home. But how difficult was that, Kenya, just on a personal level to, to go through that with him? It, it was difficult just because I know um, how hard it was on a daily basis for him uh, just going through and, with life, you know, uh, and without his, his dad being around and his dad, his dad and I were close. So I, I, you know, obviously that's where the relationship started and the trust built between Parker and myself, uh, and his mom. And, and so I just, you know, for him, I was excited more just to see him on the floor at Indiana because of all that he's gone through and, uh, have him be able to have some big moments, you know, uh, you know, uh, during the season that helped us win games. Um, but also, you know, he's struggling and trying to be there. And, and the thing that I, I like is that um, I think he formed a bond with his teammates um, that um, you can never remove. And he, although he's leaving this place, uh, I, you know, Indiana, I think that he's always going to have a special place for Indiana in the relationships that he had with the players here. Uh, that's never going to leave. And um, this was a time in his life where, you know, uh, we were good for each other. You know, uh, not only uh, did he lose his dad, I lost my dad. So that, that you know, mm-hmm. leaning on each other uh, and, you know, understanding that day by day we're going to continue to – you know, build and, and try to move in the right direction together and being there for one another. That that was the biggest thing. And I, I just think, you know, I also I'm happy and excited about him going back. Yeah, I really am because it's a good story. It's a good it is <laughs> like it's it's a heck of a story for him to go back and hopefully, you know, be able to help uh, Tennessee Martin uh, do better. Uh, this upcoming season and, and and see what's in store afterward for him. And the crazy thing is that, you know, his mom is about to get her doctor degree from Indiana. Really? Uh, next year. So yeah, that's I mean, a lot of people didn't know that, but she, she, you know, she's going to get a doctor degree from Indiana 
this upcoming year. And, That's awesome. And now him being able to finish and be home at UT Martin with her as she continues to finish her degree here. So it, it's a special uh, story, you know, um, but I, I love that kid and would do anything for him. And, um, you know, Parker Stewart, I'm, well, I'm going to miss him, but I also I'm excited about what the future holds for him as well. That's great. Yeah. It seems that you, we are. We're all in this new era of college basketball with the transfer portal where there's a player like Parker who comes from a school for a year. He goes he goes back to the school after a year. But that affection you have and, and his teammates have for him. And then you even talked about um, being in the recruiting uh, for Malik the first go around. And mm-hmm. then that opens back up. It It really seems that you conduct yourself in a way where it's just like, these relationships are, they're just always going to be ongoing. Players yeah. literally come and go, um, teammates come and go, but this is just the new age we're living in. And I guess I guess I am wondering at this stage, um, how confident do you feel like our our roster is set? or or do you think, I mean, obviously we're all waiting to hear about Trace and if mm-hmm. he decides to go or not. But are you really starting to just look down the road now, or is or is the transfer portal still very much a part of the daily life right now? No, I we we're trying to uh, stay out of the transfer portal as much as we can. Like I, I I'll tell you uh, the one thing I've learned at it, uh, you know, just being in coaching for now, it's twenty four years. Yeah, well, you're fifty. I, I, Remember, you're fifty, yeah. so it's a lot of years. Being okay. fifty, I know, right. Yeah. Uh, but I think the biggest thing when when you take over a program like Coach Woodson has, I think your first two recruiting classes are your most important recruiting classes. Mm-hmm. It really are because it it, it kind of builds towards, you know, uh, how you want to play, you know, the way you want to play. Um, and you may mix one or two transfers in there, uh, but by us getting four really good players in our first class and now already having two in the second class uh, can't talk about those guys but we have two and now trying to bring uh, a couple more in that 23 class if we can stabilize our you know our our program with those two classes now uh, you don't have to live in a transfer portal as much now obviously as you know by the end of the year yeah, you don't have control over it completely. You don't have control over it. But uh, I think we got good group of guys, especially the four that we have and how we're building it uh, with good people. Um, obviously, there's egos and everything that it goes in, in into it in place, um, you know, this year. But I just think we got the right group uh, moving forward, and I think that's important uh, to how we, we continue to build Indiana. Just so we don't leave them out, I think the only two we didn't really touch on, if you could just quickly talk about Miller Cop and Anthony Leal. Yeah. Um, obviously, two two guys who um, – very different roles on the team last year. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, Miller, I think, started every game. Right. Um, had an up-and-down year. I think a year that, that Miller would tell you uh, wasn't what he thought it was going to be. Right. Uh, and Anthony, who had a shot at some point in the first third of the season, but then really became more of a – bench guy and a morale guy right, who right. by the way we've talked to anthony about like mm-hmm. it's valuable to have a guy on the bench who's that into the game 
Yeah. You know, so, and, and, and into it. So if you could just talk about both those guys. Yeah, I'll talk about Anthony first because I just think Anthony is what Indiana is all about. Um, as far as a, a player, uh, a person that is obviously born and raised in Bloomington, he knows what Indiana basketball, the culture, what it should be. He's an unbelievable hard worker. He's a team first guy. Um, it's just one of those things where he's caught where it's, it's we're bringing talent. And it's not that he's not talented. It's just that, you know, at this particular time, he's going to find a way. He's one of those guys that eventually by the end of his career is going to find a way on the court and be able to play uh, just because of his work ethic and his mentality. Um, and, you know, I, I, a guy like that, you, you need on your team, you want on your team. Uh, and I think the guys in the locker room appreciate his approach as well, because it's not like, you know, uh, he, he's a guy that, you know, he's in and out of the gym, you know, doesn't work on his game. The guys see him in there all the time. Uh, and then Miller cop, we all know, uh, you know, Miller struggled, you know, it, it's, you know, uh, but I do know that Miller's work ethic at some point, um, hopefully him going through this year uh, where it was kind of up and down. The one thing that Miller doesn't get credit for is because when he first came in, um, he couldn't guard it. And like, it was like, oh, lay. Uh, and he got better. That's what I, I, I appreciate about it. Defensively, people don't understand his communication on defense, understanding of being in the right spots. Um, and that that was uh, valuable for our team in success this year defensively. Um, and he had big moments in, 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 in being there for us. But I, I, I honestly, the way he works as well, I just, I just think that, you know, he just has to put it in the games as far as we, you know, again, I talk about Coach Yao a lot because that's my guy. Um, but he he put it with, with our guys. We need the Miller that made the shots at Syracuse. We need that guy consistently every single game, every night. Um, you know, and, and again, I, I just think it's a mentality. I think is the confidence of knowing that you can make shots uh, because he is, he can't shoot. I mean, I've seen him in the gym where in workouts he's he's making you know tons of shots in in a row. Uh, so we know he can. It's just, I just think that um, him, you know, feeling confident in himself and our guys finding him as well in different times. I just think that, you know, um, I just think the way we're going to play a little bit with Shafino and X, and I, I just think that he may find himself where, you know, they didn't want to help off him a little bit. And so they knew him and Parker were the only two guys that can really spray the three like that. So, um, but if we're getting downhill with different guys and now he can get a clean one, two step in, um, I think his percentages will go up. And I believe that real quick though, on, if I could just piggyback on that real quick, mm -hmm. that's what I was going to do. Look, you go ahead, go first. You, pig, you <laughs> piggyback <laughs> first Let's and then I'll piggyback. The same thing. I, I just want to get a little bit clearer bigger picture on on how you think the offense will look differently you know trace coming back obviously is is like a big question mark in that but yeah. I, how will the offense evolve next year if all things go as planned I, I just think that um, 
Yeah, I don't want to put pressure on guys, but I think Shafino um, is is now coach wants him to score more because he's more of a pass first point guard. Um, and you, the, the beauty of it, you can put uh, him and X in, you can play them together or not. Um, but the beauty is, is that both guys uh, have the vision of seeing different things happen on the floor. So in transition, that's the first thing that is going to be different. Now, where we started out, um, where you saw last year a couple of times, even uh, more last year than in the like Race Thompson or Geronimo getting the ball and busting it out up the floor, that's going to make us a faster paced team. Um, and I just think with, you know, with Race, Geronimo, uh, those guys being able to do that, um, even Malik to a degree where those guys can get it. It's hard to match up and transition with that. Now you got the guards running up the floor and getting the advanced pass to finish at the rim or being able to attack, get downhill. And now guys are being able to get open threes that way. Um, so it, it's the way Coach Woodson wants to play uh, where um, you're interchangeable parts where, you know, you don't just have the point guard bring it up every single time. Um, because we have multiple guys that can handle the ball and decision make, uh, not just one guy. And so that's going to be the beauty of, I think, our team this year moving forward. Love that. I want to go back to shooting for a second, because obviously that was probably the biggest storyline that came out of last year was we just couldn't shoot the ball more often than not. And you and I have talked a little bit about this off the podcast, but you talked a little bit about you know, with Jalen coming in that Miller might find himself in some different positions that he wasn't last year. Mm. How much of shooting is passing? And I don't just mean, I don't just mean finding a guy when he's open, but I mean like finding a guy and putting the ball where it's supposed to be when he's open. So he doesn't have to lean down to his knees, you know, or, or reach over how much of that is affect shooting. And how much of that do you think can improve next year? I, I think it can improve, all right? But if you're a shooter, I don't care where the ball is, you, you catch it and shoot it and you make it. So I'm not going <laughs> to put You're not going to excuse it that. away. No, when you're a shooter, you when that ball is coming over, you wherever it is, is going. But, you know, um, if you can put the ball on time, on target, and lead a guy into his shot and, and is in rhythm, uh, their percentages obviously go up higher. So um, I, I think that will help. Um, but, you know, I, I, again, I, I think more mentally of being re- – whether you make or miss the, the last two, if you're a shooter, you're going to shoot the four, fifth, six. If you're wide open, you're stepping in and your mechanics are right, shoot the damn ball. And, and that's, you know, that's where, you know, if two, three decides to come back, um, he has to have that confidence to do that as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that that's where I give Coach Woodson a lot of credit is that, you know, he empowers the guys. He gets mad at guys if they don't shoot the ball when they open. And I think that's going to be a little different than what even Shafino has heard, you know, coming from the high school at Mount Bird. So, I, I just think, you know, um, it, it all starts with, you know, the confidence and the work ethic 
and then, you know, shooting a lot of shots and then the confidence that coaches instilling in our guys to be able to make shots. One thing I wanted to ask you, um, because we haven't had a chance to talk to you about this in your time at Indiana, this was the first time this last season of you being at Indiana in assembly hall with fans. Yeah. Right. And, and you've been at some big places in your yeah. career. I mean, you've been to Georgetown, you've been to Xavier, you've, you've been to, you know, lots of Nebraska, big 10 schools, UConn, you've been to big time basketball places, but then yeah. there's Indiana when you're playing Purdue with the place rocking. Yeah. What was that like for you finally getting to, to see that? And can you talk a little bit just about that experience in that game? No, it, it, it was uh, surreal. I mean, like, it's just, you know, the, the, just the crowd, you know, being involved in the passion. And you can just feel the passion of, you know, especially that Purdue game. It was just like every shot that was taken, it was like you own pins and needles a little bit, especially late in the game. But, you know, just a crowd rush, you know, it, it was nothing like it. And, you know, I have been in some great environments, but it, it hasn't been like it, it was here at Assembly. It's, it's crazy, crazy. And I just think it's only going to get better just because yes. we're going to be better. Yes. We're going to be more excited. So, yeah. What, um, he obviously, he's not, uh, he's not new to the program, but he's in a new position. Assistant coach Brian Walsh. What was he bringing to the team last year, and what now can you see him? What does he get to do now and bring to the program um, in his new role as your fellow assistant coach? I'm excited about B uh, Brian being a part of our. You know, is that wait? Is that what you guys call him, B? B well, that's what I call him. I mean, oh, I recruited the guy. In <laughs> so, at Xavier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Xavier. So I've known him for a long time. Um, I'm glad that his work and dedication, hard work and dedication of, you know, trying to help the program. Um, he got benefited for it, you know, um, because the guy is a worker. Uh, I think he's a loyal guy as well. Um, I think Coach Woodson saw that in him in his preparation of whatever job that he needed to do. Um, you know, he got it done and it was at a high level. Um, Coach Woodson, did he tell you what his, his nickname was? No, let's hear it. Homeschool. Because <laughs> <laughs> his, his handwriting is so uh, elite. It's at an elite <laughs> level. Uh, he called The only way you've learned how to write like that, it was because you were homeschooled. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's great woody knows so, how to cut deep like, oh just man one he, cuts comment. Deep. he cuts deep but <laughs> I, you know uh, i just think you know brian you know what he done he, what he did for us on the class recruiting putting us in position with some of these kids locally in the midwest um in the way he was able to get them on campus for unofficial visits uh it, it really put him in the light where you know, he's worthy of, of moving up. And, um, you know, Coach Woodson rewarded him for that. I just think the synergy all the way around, uh, not just us as assistants, but our staff in general, uh, we, we, we move uh, kind of in sync with each other. Um, and the recruiting part, which is, I think is very important, is that we're able to help each other. Like I may 
be the point person for the recruit, but Coach Ja may know someone connected to him, just like he did with Malik. He knew the AAU coach better than I did. So it was like, okay, he's calling him, and we're all sending the same message. Um, that's, that's when you have a staff that it doesn't matter who's bringing the guy in, everyone's pulling in the same direction. That's when special things can happen. That's when you can recruit at a high level and get the players that you need uh, and everyone being on the same page. And I just think he brings that for, you know, our program. And I'm excited. I think he's going to be a star in the, in the business. He's a young guy who's eager to, you know, prove himself. And, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be bringing top talent here. Uh, just like, you know, we've done in the past two years. So I want to talk to you about your attire during the games last year. You, (laughs) you don't go suit, you go sport coat, different color slacks. That's your move. What is that about? Can we see more suits this next year? Did you not like my look? No. Look, but Kenny, you got to realize who that's coming from. And if maybe that's the take you want him to have. <laughs> I'm just wondering why you go sport coat and slacks and no suit. That's a choice uh, you're making. Well, because everyone on the other side is with a, a plain pullover. Yeah, they look stupid. You know, so I'm, well, I'm just saying, like, I, I want, I don't want to dress too, like, you know, over the top with the you know, you don't want to shooting. show them up. No, no, not really. You know, I'm kind of, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to stay young. So, you know, I, you know, oh. coach Yaz, the fattish guy on, you know, on staff. So, you know, he, you know, he, he got the little pizzazz and, you know, yeah, he goes I, actually crazy had, I actually had a couple guys go with the, the sport jacket in a different color pants. You know, they saw the look, they liked it a little bit. And then I, you know, I would switch up the shoes. I wouldn't wear dress shoes. I would wear. I did notice that. Know. I think your shoe game is strong. I think yeah, your shoe so, game is so strong. I tried to mix and match and, you know, but, you know, hey, I think uh, some of the you know, ladies may like. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm right. not I'm not I'm not worried too, too worried about you, Eric Ward. <laughs> I think, you know, maybe he thought it was OK. You know, I mean, look at that hair. It seems like he would be a sport jacket in in different pair, a slack kind of guy as well. I think he's got that kind of guy. I think you. But I did wear a couple thing. suits, you know, <laughs> you full, top you to did. bottom suits. I like where yeah. we ended up on the road with everybody wearing the suits and like a black t-shirt underneath. I mean, Woody yeah. was going with the turtleneck, which I thought yeah. was funny. <laughs> but 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 I like that. Like you on the road, you were wearing a suit with just like a black shirt, right? Yeah, black shirt and yeah, I like that. I like yeah, that move. Yeah. So this is what I want. Who knows do. what? Who knows what it'll be this year? Yeah, I, it'll I change. No idea. Look, Kenya, you've given us an hour of your time. We love you going through the team. You know how much we like you personally. We've gotten to know you over the last couple of years. The energy that you bring, the the seriousness that you bring to this job while also making it fun. We've seen it in person. And the success that you've had at Indiana. I mean, look, we know Coach Woody has been a huge part of it, and he's the closer. And you gave all the credit to Jalen Hood Shafino. But the bottom line is we've brought in three five stars in the last 12 or 13 months, and you've been the lead on all three of those guys. Yeah. We were so happy to know that 
they were they gave you a promotion and title. You got Thank the associate head coach. Congratulations on that. It is Thank well you. deserved. Thank you. And we just love having you part of Indiana University, man. And love that you got to experience a little taste of what it could be last year mm. and excited for you to see how crazy it's going to get with the mm. talent that you're bringing in and the skill that you bring and the competence that you bring to your job and professionalism. We love having you despite the sport coats. Did, did, did Ward tell you, did he script that for you? Cause that was pretty good. Eric. I'm <laughs> proud of you. I really am. And so you thank think, you though. I, you think, I really do. You think I, I really Ward had to write it. that? <laughs> This is some bullshit. <laughs> Look, you, no. The only thing I'll add is that, and it's just not the two of us that feel that way. Like the secret's out, right? Like you get that. I hope you're getting the the notion from the fan base as a whole. They understand how important you are to what's being built. And it's right. uh, it, it's just really, I think, you know, in the, the pigs age, the internet age, the, the mm. Twitter age, um, everybody is like, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a guy doing the work every day and yeah. that when we get to watch, you know, 35 games a year and watch those players and yeah. see you out there coaching them up as well, too. Not only are you bringing them in, but you're coaching them up. And sometimes you're working so hard in practice, you're falling down like yeah. you're falling yeah, on your that. ass. That's how hard yeah. you're working. But yeah. it's it's just really, you know, uh, appreciated because we're hearing from a lot of people a lot about how much they are pleased with what you've been doing since you showed up in Bloomington. Yeah. I'm, I'm very blessed to be able to have the ability to connect with people. And I've learned that from my dad because, you know, he was able to do that in his ministry. My dad was a, uh, Amy Zion, um, pastor for a lot of years and then a Bishop in the Amy Zion church as well. And to be able to connect and them. I thank him for being able to see that and, and understanding um, you can change someone's spirit by you just connect with them um, and, you know, make people uh, understand your vision and and see the genuine person um, that they're talking, talking to. And, you know, I, I've been fortunate. I've been very fortunate uh, to be able to to do that, but it hasn't been me alone. Like I said, I just think that um, I've been put in position where um, Coach Woodson has empowered me to and believes in me. Uh, once I'm able to get him on the phone and him being able to talk to different recruits, um, and, and then he's the closer. Um, my job is to get him here. His job is to close uh, with our staff. And so um, I've been fortunate and blessed to be able to do that. And and no better place than to do it here with all the history and tradition. Um, this place is easy to sell. Uh, when you get it going, um, we should be able to recruit at the highest level. So um, I'm excited about what the future holds for Indiana basketball. Top 10 recruiting class. Yeah. Top 10 recruiting class. Let's top just 10, celebrate that for a moment. <laughs> top 10. Uh, I know you, 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 real quick, you brought up your father and the, and the mm. church. Mm. You ever been to a Jewish synagogue? No, no. You've never been to a like a bar mitzvah. You know what a bar mitzvah is? Yeah, I know what it is. You never been to one? No. I'm officially inviting you to my 12 year old daughter's bat mitzvah. It's going to be next year. It's going to be next year in May. Which you got nothing going on in May? Nothing. I'm inviting you to my daughter's bat mitzvah. I want you to come see how the Jewish side lives. Yes, I would love to do that. I know y'all like to break glasses and stuff. They, they don't do that, right? We do. We do. We eat gefilte fish. 
we eat really <laughs> weird things and we yeah. the language that we speak is a lot of coughing and spitting that's basically yeah. what it is <laughs> so kenya we love you man be good all right, good luck to you the rest of the summer i'll be in touch all right, all right. thank you all right bye-bye that was a guest that was a guest i just love it's the same thing with woody that there is a sobriety and a seriousness and a um, gravity to how they treat the job. And then almost immediately, there's equal amount of fun and smile and silliness and wanting it to be light and fun. And it just kind of, it's natural to them. It's not a put on. It's not something they have to try to do. It's just, when it's time to work, you know we're going to hold you accountable. But we're also going to have a lot of fun doing it. Let's not forget that this is a game and we're going to have fun. And we're going to be people that you want to be around. I love it. I love him so much. I can see why he is the lead recruiter on Five Star Town. Jeez, why don't you marry him? I mean, <laughs> are you stoned? No. No, I'm not. No, I'm You not. seem a little off. Um, Are you tired? No. I, I had a three-and-a-half-mile jog. I've been transcribing some music this morning. No, I'm good. I'm good. All right, well, what do you want to say about the conversation we just had with Kenya Hunter? Besides jokes, <laughs> about how much you and you your love. jokes. <laughs> um, look, it's what we've always wanted. We've wanted assistant coach who brings in top end talent and a, a really cool head coach to close. You know, it's like this. This is something that we look at a at a daily level, at a granular level. Like we are watching every single move these guys make and it's just never felt better than it has over the last year. And, and it keeps getting better. You know, last year, right at the beginning of this process, we got one five-star this year, we got two five-stars. So know, next and, year we will get four. <laughs> one oh, to okay. two, I, two I like to it. four. Yeah. We're doubling. Yeah. Eight the year after that. Right. Pretty um, soon, 16. It'll be the best recruiting class <laughs> in the history of college basketball. That means the walk-ons are all five stars, too. That's how that works. Um, yeah. No, I, I just I think it's where you feel so good about those guys recruiting, yes, but also representing the university when – Kenya started talking about what Parker and Parker's dad meant to him. That's kind of all you really need to know about who Kenya is as a human being, how, uh, how much he cares, how much he um, like, not just cares as like an emotion for somebody, but what he actually puts into action when he a kid who's gone through a tragedy like that and bringing them to IU and being there for him. And then the whole reciprocal relationship they had with Kenya's father passing. That's where you're getting into stuff that's so much bigger than basketball. And it's sad, but it's also beautiful that those two guys were there for each other and could go through that together. Um, it just reminds you of how much is going on off the court. And um, to have a guy like that looking after helping these young men again it's like oh they're not just it's just not like a basketball grinder you know factory like you know come through here and produce or we're gonna kick your ass out you know it's like no like yeah you got to come in and we expect great things from you on the court but we're really gonna take care of you and we're really gonna care for you as a human being and that's that's the kind of program i want to cheer for 
Yeah, I loved. I mean, I don't want to rehash everybody that he went through on the team because all of it was good stuff. But I did especially like what he said about Anthony, you yeah. know, just about like all the stuff that we talk about, you know, like what Anthony means to Bloomington and what he means to Indiana University that Kenya sees as well, that they clearly see that as well and see the value in that. Yes, that that is really important to me because it is not just about chasing the highest rated recruit that you can get. It is not just about talent. Of course, we need upgraded talent, but it is also about having the guys who understand what it means to just put on the jersey and for those guys to be leaders on the team. Loved what he said about Race Thompson being a leader this summer as far as setting the bar for how hard you work here. I think um, I, I just, I loved, uh, I loved what I heard about some of the intangible stuff and getting that taste of success last year. But yeah, really being the one that's like driving them. Like it's not good enough to get a taste. Yeah. Now it's, it's pushed through. Well, and that Kenya mentioned, he likes that they're bringing in winners. And I think that cannot be overstated where you had Trey Galloway as a Indiana state high school basketball champion uh, to now have two five stars coming in, who won the national championship going against the best of the best schools out there in the prep realm. That to me, it's like, well, as a program, they took a big step in the right direction, a winning mentality, you know, in the big 10 tournament, you know, getting into the NCAA tournament, winning a game there. They're starting to, to believe that they can pull it off in the final moments, even if they're down by 17 at one point. So that's good. But now you've got two guys showing up, who just expect to finish the season with a win, right? right? And right. that's what we're going for here. You and I and about a million other Hoosiers, all we want is to finish our season on a win. Not in the CIT or NIT championship. That is correct. Okay, that let's just correct. let's just qualify. Even that is a loss. It's a big loss. You know, you said it cannot be overstated. And this is something that I've always wondered. Uh -oh. I always get tongue tied on this one. Okay. So I've heard people say you cannot overstate it, which that means like there is no way to overemphasize how important this is. Right. Correct. That's how I take it. But then there are people who say you cannot understate this, which could mean like, don't do it. Don't understate this. You can't do it because you're wrong if it's you do pro, it. So, it's prohibitive. Yeah, do not do it. Because if you do, you're wrong. You can't understate this. But I think can't overstate is the way to go, right? Absolutely. That's that's why that's what I said. Yeah, this has been a raging debate. <laughs> In your mind. <laughs> for years. <laughs> and I've always wanted to discuss it. Can't overstate it. Can't understate it. People shouldn't say that anymore. Do they do it? Does anybody yeah. say that? People say it. Okay. All right. People say it. You know what else people say? People say in regards to, there's no such phrase in the English language. It's in regard to. Does your eye twitch a little bit when you hear somebody say that? No. When I hear somebody say irregardless, my eye twitches. That's not a word. Mm. Irregardless is not a word. Just say regardless. <laughs> that's, that's all it means. Speaking of, how weird is it that flammable and inflammable mean the same thing? Do they? I yes. Thought flammable, I thought flammable means you can burn up and inflammable means you can't burn up. Incorrect. 
inflammable, according to the dictionary definition, is easily set on fire. Huh. I thought like like children's clothes were inflammable. They are. They go up in flames. <laughs> but inflammable and flammable mean the same thing. That doesn't make any sense. Because when you add in in front of other words, it does change the definition of it. Right. Like credible. Okay. Yeah, that's credible. If it's incredible, it's it like, is well, not you, credible. You can't really have cred to it. Correct. Who do we? I mean, how do we get this changed? Uh, we're going to have to talk to somebody at Webster's. We tra travel to Oxford and yeah, could talk to Oxford there. first. Yeah, we really tackle the important issues. You know, we I know, I know, people want us to be talking about the the Roe v. Wade leak at the Supreme Court, but that's not what we're going to do here. We save all the good stuff for the end of the pod. This we do. Is for, this is for the hardcore listeners. No, no, no. I th this is there's a comedian friend of mine named Ben Glebe, who uh, he used to start. And look, this is not safe for work, so just uh, deal with it, everybody. But he used to do a bit where he would get up in front of an audience and he'd go, "Listen, ladies, it's not that we can't last long in bed. That's not what it is. It's just that." Once it starts going, we just make a decision really early on. This one's for me. <laughs> the problem for you is the next one is for me also. And it's just a vicious cycle of you getting screwed, o screwed over and over again very quickly. And my point is how I bring it back to our podcast. The end of the show, that's for us. It's just for us. <laughs> this one's for us. Oh, uh, follow us on Twitter at Hoosier Hysterics for the hysterics. No E, no I. But, but the, the sometimes, sometimes why? What is that? You know what? That's, this that's, show that's just is inf this show is inflammable. Also, it's flammable. We're idiots. I mean, we are just true congenital idiots. <laughs> All right, Let's we'll do the intro next Does week. That mean it came from our parents. Congenital means since birth. Okay, yeah. So it's our parents' fault. I, uh, my friend and I, uh, in high school, watched a documentary about a boy that was like raised in in the jungle. Okay. Like I don't know what happened, but he was raised by like jungle people, <laughs> and then they found him. They found him and they brought him back to society, and he couldn't function. I mean, he he didn't speak language. And the voiceover said, the boy was found and after several months of tests was determined to be a congenital idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that boy was Eric Penkowski. <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you. Bye. From the halls of assembly, you'll hear us scream and shout. Our love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics.